0: listening to the lawn care business success podcast the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing equipment and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success now, here's your host, Julio Tomei.
1: Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 293, entitled, Interview with Sean Bredner from Sean's Landscaping and Lawn Care. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions and comments and the feedback uh, that you guys continually uh, send me each and every week, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic uh, to be a part uh, of this uh, growing community. Uh, on that note, uh, as mentioned in previous episodes, if you guys do uh, receive value from these uh, interview episodes, to uh, please take a moment uh, head on over to iTunes and uh, leave a review. Uh, it really does uh, help me out here. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Sean Bredner to the show. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you very much for uh, taking time out to uh, come onto the podcast. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, no problem. You know, i got some time today after the weekend snow, so just relaxing a little bit right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) kind of an odd uh, uh, bit of snow that um, for the guys uh, and people, guys and gals listening, um, Sean is local uh, here to me uh, as well. Uh, And uh, here on the West Coast, uh, we don't get a lot of snow, but we did get some snow this weekend. So uh, I was actually uh, worried uh, in the respect because I thought I knew Our interview was coming up, and I was like, oh, I might have to do a last-minute change if the snow continues, because I know that you're out there uh, clearing snow. But uh, luckily, it worked out for us, so that's great. Uh, So let's dive right into uh, the questions. Uh, So tell us a bit about yourself and your business.
2: All right, yeah. So I've – landscaping's been – well, I should start off. My name's Sean. I'm 27 years old, and I started my business – Fully legit and everything about three years ago. Mm You know, landscaping's always been in my family. Um, My dad had his own business back in 1997. And at that time, I was roughly around five years old. And I used to go with them yard to yard and push the mower around for them and, you know, cut grass at five years old. So (laughs) I got started very young on, you know, lawnmowers and everything. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the years, you know, during the summer times, I would uh, go around my neighborhood and knock on doors and see if people wanted their lawns cut and stuff like that. And that's how I really got into it. Then throughout high school, um, during the same thing, you know, summertime, looking for work, I go out there around the neighborhood, around my complex, offering lawn mowing service, uh, garden bed clean up, um, building decks. I built my first deck when I was 13 years old. Wow. So, you know, um, so yeah, a lot of experience there. Uh, thankfully that was all for my dad. You know, he taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And then after high school, I got in with the company, uh, through my fiance's brother. His best friend, um, has his own company out here. It's called Everything 3 and Landscaping. Okay. Um, so I worked for him for about five, six years and then I branched off on my own.
1: Nice. Very, very cool. So is, is the lawn care business your main income now or is it a side hustle?
2: Um, it's my main, main income now. So like my business now is my full on, my, my full on income now. I have no other. Yeah. So awesome. That's, you know, it's, you know, at first, You know, once you got the side hustle going, you're like, well, you know, making quite a bit of money, but you're still working full time. But then once you finally branch off by yourself, it's like, oh, okay, now this is my only income here. Mm -hmm. So now I got to make sure I can keep the work steady, you know. But, you know, the main thing is, as long as you just grind and hustle and and just get your name out there and you know what, you'll be fine with work. There's tons of work out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I say that all the time. It's um, you know, it's 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 crazy the amount of work uh, that is uh, available out there if you just uh, you know, uh, open your eyes and, and look around at, at what's available. Yep. Um yep. so uh, You know, uh, my next question normally is what first attracted you uh, to the lawn (laughs) care uh, industry. But obviously, uh, that uh, introduction there kind of explained it. You're uh, you're almost pretty much born uh, into it. Um, uh, But what made you, um, after uh, working for um, that other uh, business there, uh, what made you decide that you wanted to, you know, take that leap uh, and go on your
2: own? You know what it was? It was more of, I had another vision of, like, expanding, like, you know, having my own business, like, creating my own clientele. Like, I, I, I just want to be my own because, you know, working for a company, it's like you get paid hourly. You get This is your wage, no matter how big the job is. And in my head, I was like, you know what? I could go out and get a job. And instead of getting paid, you know, 20, 25 lakhs an hour, I could be getting paid way more. Yeah, Right? And that's the way I was looking at it. And it just, it just, you know, a lot of people are asking me, they're like, you know what, man, like, you're really good at what you do. Why don't you just start your own business? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's, you know, that's a good opportunity. Yeah. And then what came up was my complex that I live in, I live in a complex here uh, in Vancouver, and it's 125 townhouse and 50 apartments so all individual yards so people take care of their own yards but there's all the common area and all the grass and everything it's 11 acres
1: okay wow.
2: and um our old landscaper retired after 25 years and actually you know i had people knocking on my door telling me to put a bid in for the landscaping Oh, okay and i you know people were coming to my door be like sean put your bid in put your bid in the landscaper's retiring i was like okay so i wrote up a data proposal and everything and then sure enough i got the job in in my complex so now i'm taking care of 11 acre property and working full-time wow yeah so you know after having that for about two three years i started gaining more and more clientele on the side uh, through word of mouth and you know doing side jobs on weekends and doing stuff like that and then that's when i finally said to myself i'm you know what? It's just time to go on my own. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's do this. Yeah. So that's it. You know, that's, that's what just got me into it. And, you know, I don't regret anything at all. Like, I think that was like the best decision I made. It was a big leap. Yep. But, you know, I, I I look, I look ahead in my future too. I'm like, you know what? It's, it takes time to build a business, but like, you know, we're just going to work hard, grind hard and, and just keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the main thing.
1: Yeah absolutely that's uh it's very right. uh, isn't it interesting when um you have people around you that could recognize your potential and kind of exactly. pointing you in that direction uh, you know sometimes it takes that uh, to see um, yeah. you know what is possible um, and you know uh, you know getting that confidence to uh, take that leap uh, of faith yeah. and and going on your own. Um, like you said, you know, the best decision uh, you ever made um, kind of yeah. reminds me uh, uh, when I uh, people ask me about, um, you know, how I started and stuff and, and my journey of going from a franchise to um, going on my own. And I always say, you know, when I uh, bought into the franchise company, I used to say it was the best decision I ever made. Until I decided to leave the franchise, and then that became the best decision (laughs) (laughs) I I ever made to uh, go out on my own, because there was so much more untapped potential there of just going on my own and not having rules and restrictions uh, holding me back. Um, Exactly. So, do you currently have, uh, or have you had, any employees, or are you a one-man operation?
2: I'm basically a one-man operation right now, but usually... If I take on some bigger jobs, like doing sod installation, stuff like that, I usually try to bring in like one of my buddies or else um, my dad. My dad actually retired two weeks ago from the Vancouver School Board. He's been there for over 28 years. Oh, wow. So he retired, and now he is going to be working with me now. Oh, nice. So, you know, he had his own business teaching me, and now I have my own business, and now he's working for me, so it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty cool, Yeah, and he's, you know, he, he's learning a lot of new stuff now, obviously, with the, you know, technology now these days, it's way different than back then, right? Yes. So, basically, yeah, this season, it'll be me and him, um, you know, going out there and just grinding hard, and, you know, like he told me, he's like, you know, I, I want you to be successful in your business, so I'm going to help any way I can, mm-hmm. so... You know, and I'm very thankful for that because, you know, there's not a lot of dads out there that, you know, help their sons out like that. Mm Yeah. No, you know, giving that support. So yeah, no, that's very thankful for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And I can imagine too for him. You know, he's yeah. he's gone through his uh, you know his life's work and stuff, and yeah. and is retiring. Um, that uh, you know, you're, they're always uh, you hear people retire and then they're kind of bored and stuff. So it's kind of a yeah. neat transition, and to be able to yeah. do it with your son and support uh, him on uh, his journey. Um, you know, I can see the the. Uh, rewards there for him too uh to be able oh, to to spend time with you uh on a daily basis and stuff uh working closely with you so that's uh, that 's awesome um, yeah so, this next uh, question is one that I ask uh, all of the uh, entrepreneurs that come on uh, to the show. And it's one of my favorite questions because every time I do ask uh, an entrepreneur, real uh, mindsetted person, uh, the answer is always uh, different. Uh, but if I ask somebody who works a nine to five job, the answer is usually the same. So, uh, how would you, uh, Sean, uh, define success?
2: you know basically defined success is for me it's just going out there and and basically just grinding hard and and making you know clients happy you know at the end of the day you know when you get an email or a text or a phone call from your client say oh my god you did a wonderful job you know this looks amazing like i'm gonna You know, I'm going to, I'm going to word you to my other friends, like hearing that from clients and customers, like that just shows like, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is going well. This is very successful. Like they love my work. They love everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's the way I look at success. And to me, a lot of, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, earning a lot of money, you know, is being successful. But to me, it's not really the money. It's about building a relationship with a lot of clients. Okay, and you know, because once you have that client base down, like that, then you know that you're, you're going to be successful further head Because now your name's all over the place, and your clients know you well. There's you know, and that one client knows ten people. That other client knows another hundred people. Right? Yeah. So basically, that you know, that's that's the way I define success for me. Is just you know.
1: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. It's
2: just. You know, for, you know, just just making everyone happy, like all your clients happy and everything.
1: Yeah, it's definitely um the path to job security. Uh oh, when yeah. you build those relationships and stuff, you you literally do not have to worry about those clients. Um no. you know, they they will stick with you through thick and thin. Uh if you yeah. you know, if you treat them well and you do your best work. Um yeah. you know, there's clients that I have that um, you know, are like that. And I can count on them each and every week to come out and tell me how much of a good job I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like almost yes. like clockwork each and every week. They're like gushing over the edging yep. or whatever else that I'm doing, right? And how good yep. the lawn looks and that everybody walking by always compliments them on their lawn and all that yep. sort of stuff, right? And, you, you know, those are the customers. Like they're never, uh, unless something completely you know out of their control happens they're they're yeah. with you until you know you say uh, i even have a client who at the end of each season asks me if i'm willing to take on their property again and it's like you're asking me if I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, usually Oh yeah. Usually it's the other
3: way around. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny when you, uh, when you uh, do that and you, you know, so I, yeah, absolutely uh, understand where you're coming from um, with that uh, answer. And that's why I love that question. Cause you get uh, a different answer, like I said, from uh, each of the entrepreneurs and it's never really about money. Uh, it's always no. uh, something else. Um, yeah. So, uh, just to give us some context on uh, the size of properties that you maintain, uh, maybe uh, let us know what type of equipment you're using in terms of, like, what size mowers and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, are you doing small, um, you know, properties with, like, push mowers, or are you doing, like, uh, acreages with, like, you know, 60-inch zero turns or something?
2: Great. Yeah, so basically, a lot of my clients, they're, you know, Vancouver, we all, you know, between me and you, Vancouver, you know, we there's a lot of small lots and all that. Yep. And obviously, further out you go to the Tri Cities, the bigger lots you get. Yeah. So basically, I'm 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 all over the place. I go from Vancouver to Burnaby to Coquitlam. Um, I've been all the way out to uh, actually one of my clients has two properties out in Chilliwack that I look after three times a year. Oh, okay. So I go all the way out to even Chilliwack. Oh, wow. <laughs> But, um, basically normally I, I, I'm, I'm using the Honda, um, HRC 216, you know, the, yep. you know, just your basic Honda commercial mower. I have two of those. Um, and then I also have a 36 inch X mark, uh, stand on that I use for, I have about two or three bigger properties that works perfect with that mower. Okay. Yep. And, um, Man, when I first picked up that mower, what a difference it was on those properties! It cut down the time, like the time, like it took me a quarter of the time to do the properties.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, than yeah.
2: it was with the with the Honda.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's Thanks. for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, but definitely this year, um, I my goal is to is to get more more bigger properties and more commercial properties. I, I definitely want to do that. Mm-hmm. Very um because you know, uh smaller lots, you know, you're in there for like ten, fifteen or like ten minutes and you're in and out just like that. Like I could bang off like I have about six or seven in one block and I'm usually there for maybe about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes with the edging, weed whacking and mowing. Yeah, yeah. And and then I'm out, right? But yeah, yeah so basically, you know, my standard Honda mower. Uh, the Weed Walker, the the two two six Echo. Then I'm running old Echo, uh Weed Wacker, trimmer uh Blower. Okay, yeah. Um I was running still for a bit, but then I transitioned over to Echo. I find Echo's a little you know, I, I like their equipment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um but chainsaws and that, I definitely just stick with steel. Okay. Those are my that's that's my hands on for chainsaws and that. Okay. <laughs> But, yeah, so, yeah, just all your basic, you know, simple, like, I'm not, I'm not running no 60 inches or 72 yeah. inches <laughs> mowers or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that,
1: <laughs> the 36 is a great size. Nice,
2: You know, like, yeah. a lot of these guys, like Brian Lawn Maintenance and, you know, uh, Spencer's Lawn Care, all those guys are running huge mowers, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like, man, it'd be nice to, you know, have, have lots that we could be riding those mowers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I watch, um, you know, some of Brian's videos and stuff, you see the properties. Not only are they bigger, but a lot of them don't even have like the ones Brian does. They don't even have fences, like backyard no, fences or nothing. It's all wide open. Um, Wide open. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, makes using those mowers a uh, thing where we don't have that. Everything here is fenced and gated and yep. uh, small, tight properties and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, that 36-inch size is a, a great size. Uh, sometimes yep. it's too big to get into yep. uh, some of the houses, uh, backyards and stuff that you'd like to. Um, yep. But um, yeah, it's uh, a good size for those, you know, slightly larger uh, properties where you can get in and uh, and use that and obviously make a huge difference over uh using a 21 um, oh huge difference, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i found it uh with mine um kind of honing in um this year uh that passed uh with having um you know the 21 and then yep. the 30 x mark and then the 36 um it was enough of a spread between right. those three sizes that it was perfect and in fact the the 21 almost became obsolete once I started using the 30 because the 30, I could get in every property that the 21 and it was just so much more efficient. Um, So going from the 30 and the 36 was just like, wow, this is awesome. Um, (laughs) It it covered everything I needed uh, with those. Um, So, uh with your uh hold on a second, I just uh, I lost my uh, my spot here. Uh so do you uh <laughs> offer any uh types of services that are not lawn care or landscaping related?
2: Oh yes, definitely. I offer gutter cleaning, pressure washing, basically anything to do with the exterior, like I offer. Like if I can you know if I could be that client's one. You know, one man guy that can do everything for the exterior instead of her calling a gutter guy or a window cleaning guy yep. or a pressure washing guy. Like, I try to offer that service being the one guy for that one property. Yes. So she doesn't have to deal with five or six other guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I offer everything with outside. That's what I offer them at the beginning of the season. I let them know. I give them a list of things that I do, and I let them decide, and then they call me back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, know, it's it's a lot of it's the
2: best it's the best way to do it. like you know instead of doing like a thirty five dollar lawn cut like that thirty five dollars could turn into being a couple hundred dollar a day just in yeah, that one property.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Like,
2: like it's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of uh, untapped potential that a lot of guys don't uh, look at because they're very strict in you know they just want to do the lawn care side yep. of it and then some guys even restrict themselves even more and they just want to do mowing and then we want to do the fertilizer yep. and things like that nope. and it's like nope. that's that's insanity like you're yep. you're inviting uh, other companies to come onto your client's properties And they could sway those clients away, uh, exactly from you, right? It's like, why would you? uh, I had one that was like that. I could never uh, understand it. That this, it was a client who would hire me out just to do the aeration and fertilizers and all that stuff because his lawn guy refused to do that stuff. And it's like that doesn't make any sense. Why would you want me on the property taking all this other? You know, uh, you're you're willing to do the most. Uh, labor intensive lowest profit margin part of it yeah and you're giving out the high profit margin easy stuff yeah you know to me like it makes i
2: have it's it's crazy i have a few clients like that too where you know they have they they have a guy that's been you know cutting the grass for 18 years but he only does the grass he doesn't trim the small shrubs in her garden or clean up the garden bed but she calls me three times a year to come do that yeah yeah and the guy, like, she's asked the guy many times, and the guy's like, no, I just do lawns. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. don't do anything else. And it's like, but, like, that's your client. You should be offering your client more service, like, not just doing the lawn. And, you know, if I had someone that was doing my lawn, and I asked them, okay, would you be able to do, you know, my garden bed in the hedge, and they said, oh, I just do lawns. and It's like, okay, I'd probably go hire someone else, because I would like a full service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, but yeah, it's it, it's really weird how that works. I don't understand how you know. There's a lot of them out there that still have like hundreds of clients that just they strictly just do lawns and nothing else.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it it's, uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, and then they're you know trying to um, manage you know sixty to like a hundred clients. For just mowing because they don't do anything else. And it's like, you know, you could probably cut that right down to like 30 clients and, (laughs) and offer, you know, all this other stuff, build better relationship with that client because you're always there and they're going to automatically give you the work. They're going to, uh, I guarantee get to a point. Where they don't even ask you how much it costs to do stuff, they're just going to say, "Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this?" Yeah, can you do- and just send the bill <laughs> and and put it on your list, and it becomes super easy. You put it on the bill, and uh, you know, it's just uh, for me, it just makes more sense to do to do that oh, yeah. and focus in um, instead of uh, all constantly looking for new clients all the time. Um, yep. So you talked about uh, having a range of work um, from you know that eleven acre. Um, complex to uh, residential properties and all that sort of stuff so um, after uh, you know your experience uh, in the three years in business uh, what would you say is the type of work that you prefer Uh, is it the residential side uh, or the larger commercial side
2: you know what it's it's more like the residential, I love residential because you build relationships with your clients. You know, you you, you build a good relationship. They, they almost become like a family to you. Yeah. Pretty much. And then now when you're dealing with the commercial side, there you know, there's pros and cons. Pros, yeah, you know, it's bigger lots. Yeah, there's, you know, there's more money involved and there's more tasks. But the cons are, you know, you may get paid. 90 days later or you know sometimes you're, you're you're waiting for your check from the service you did four months ago like stuff like that um but basic i i like you know i i like i like i like both of them i like i like switching things up um definitely like i like trying out new things new properties stuff like that um okay. i'm not mostly i wouldn't say i'm not I, like most of my work is residential, but I like to branch out to, to bigger things, like okay. to, if commercial properties. Um, like I like to deal with that. Like I said, this year, my goal is to more branch out to commercial, to expand my, my company out there and meet property managers and, and do stuff like that. Because okay. I've been dealing with residential for quite a long time now. And, you know, I, I would say I'm like 80% like... Uh, i'm like 80 like i want to, i want more residential like i'm i'm not my 80 percent work with my residential and that's where i want to keep it okay and then move on to commercial okay that's 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 my goal
3: okay very cool
2: but you know definitely yeah you know there's pros and cons with both yeah you know but um to me like I, I don't have just one side that i love I, I i'm right in the middle Okay, much.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And it's all, you know, everybody's different uh, with that and uh, what suits uh, the individual business owner and business as well. Um, yep. there's, there's reasons, like you said, pluses and minuses uh, for uh, yep. both of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody is different. Um, so yep. next, I'm going to ask you uh, to share a time you struggled in your business, but uh, I'll le- let you uh, take a moment to think about it while we uh, take a break to hear from our sponsor.
2: At
0: Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider More Landscape Pros Trust.
2: So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now.
1: Okay, so uh, this next question, uh, as I uh, mentioned uh, before the break there, um, is one that, uh, probably the one question that gives uh, guys a pause for thought where they got to kind of think about it. Uh, So uh, share with us a time you struggled in your business and what you uh, learned or did to overcome it.
2: Okay. Yeah, there's, you know, there's been a few times there, you know, obviously, the first year, first first two years there. Um, you know, you go out there. You know, you 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 get these jobs, and then you realize that you know you're not charging enough. You're not making that money. You make mistakes and and stuff like that. I mean, I, mean, I would say, yeah, my first year, second year in business there. You know, I, I I did a few jobs, but my numbers were not right. Yeah, and. It, it hurt me quite a bit in financial, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I told the client, I'm like, this is my responsibility. I'm not charging you for this. This was all my fault, and I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the extensive of, of um, you know, it, it, it came from, I was, I was redoing a yard, and for a buddy's friend, his uncle, and um, I, I miscalculated on the the number of bins i needed for soil removal okay. so um i estimated about 12 yards of soil to be removed and it ended up being 46 yards whoa so, <laughs> so <laughs> um the calculation was a little off and you know me and my buddy's uncle we you know we like he called me up one day okay like, hey, i need I, I, I just want to start this project. Are you able to come in right away? I was like, okay, I got three days next week. I'll come in, I'll get a machine, and we can just start. Yeah. So there there, there wasn't really no, like, setup time or, like, it was more like a call. Okay, I'm going to come in. I'll get this prep for you so your concrete guy can come in, and boom. Well, that ended up being, you know, a $4,000 loss to me that I had to pay out of my own
3: parking. Wow.
2: Right. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy that I took care of that because I learned from that experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the only way you're going to learn in life is learning from mistakes. Yeah. And that's the way I look at things. You know, we make mistakes every day. We're not perfect. And all the best thing you could do is just learn from that mistake and just make your next job or whatever a more profitable job because you've learned from your last mistake. Yeah. Right. So that's basically that's. Basically, what happened to me, um, you know, there's a few times there where I've, um, you know, underestimated a few other jobs, too. But it wasn't a huge financial hit. But again, I learned from those mistakes because I was just starting up my business. Yeah. And, you know, I did research on it. At the end of the day, I went home. I did some research on it, watched some YouTube videos. Um, And, you know, and then I just picked up my feet again. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there again. And now I know I've learned from that and just move on.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know,
2: a lot of people, they make the mistake and they just give up. Yeah. Right. And to tell you the truth, that's the worst thing you can do is just give up. Yeah. Just if you make that mistake, just keep going with it and learn from it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's,
2: that's what's kept me going. Yeah. Because in my head, it was, I was at that point where it was like, I don't know if I want to continue with my business, like this is gonna hurt me like what should i do like you know but i was like you know what no let's keep going like you learn from those mistakes like look at all the other companies out there it's not, you're, you're not the only one that just made a mistake yeah yeah right so yeah
1: yeah it's but, uh that's a great mindset to to have right it's yeah uh you gotta uh, use it as a learning experience it's uh uh you know, look at it as paying uh, tuition uh, in yep. the, you know <laughs> in life, right? Versus uh, exactly. paying it in school, <laughs> right? Um, your education is going to cost you uh, one way or another, whether it's time uh, invested yep. into researching and doing all that first, or whether it's a mistake that you make. Yep. You learn from that, um, but moving forward, and you know, guaranteed not only are you not going to make that same mistake again, but you're going to be more confident in quoting those similar uh properties at the, you know, what would have been, you know, a much higher price um yep. than you would have originally quoted because you know you have the facts now to back up that claim and exactly. why it costs that much, right? And you can yep. feel confident in going, yeah, no, like I don't care if you got a quote for, you know, a third of the price. You know, like I was that guy before, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, guy's got. Exactly, that guy hasn't paid his tuition yet, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. And you know, I'm at the point of my business now where my numbers now. It's like when I give out quotes, like those are my numbers. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not that guy now where it's like they come back to me. Oh, can you lower the price on this? Like, you know, made my first year in business. I was like, yeah, let's lower the price down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But now I'm at that stage in my business. Like I give up the quotes now, like sometimes I'll price them high that way I could come down and still make profit in that job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's, you know, I've that's the one thing I've learned too over the years too, is, is you're quoting, right. You know, make sure you're set with your number and, if you got a quote high, quote high, but then you still have room to negotiate and still make a profit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. That's a that's a great. So, uh, you
2: know, but I would say YouTube um, has helped a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. You know, watching your videos, um, I've watched a lot of your videos and podcasts too. And obviously Stanley, yeah. uh, Spencer's Lawn Care, all those guys, Brian Lawn meetings you know, all those guys, like. They give out tons of advice and it's very helpful. Yeah, that's yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. It's uh,
2: free schooling.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's free as long as you're uh, um, you know okay with sitting through an ad here and there so that uh, you exactly. know that creator makes a couple of pennies for that view or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, basically free for you to to sit there and and gather that information and uh, yeah, it's really. Um, such a awesome resource, uh, oh, yeah. to think, you know, you know, 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, that that wasn't around, uh, for people, no. you know, and they had to, um, you know, uh, do it themselves, uh, and try yeah. to figure it out, make the same mistakes that everybody's making over and over again, instead of being able yeah. to just dive right in, uh, and, yeah. and start, um, you know, right from scratch and start having, you know, profitable years right from the beginning. Um, yeah. so yeah, it makes a a huge, huge difference. Uh, that's awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, you know, a lot of guys, no uh, guys wouldn't, a lot of guys <laughs> wouldn't share that, that they made uh, such a big, you know, uh, Quoting mistake that cost them that much yep. and stuff, right? Uh, so that's awesome because that's uh, that's real life for people to 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 yep. learn from. And that's it's like you said, a lot of guys they just uh, you know they make a mistake, um, it doesn't yep. work out, and they quit. And can yep. you imagine? Uh, was it uh, Edison that invented the light bulb? Can you imagine if oh, he yes. quit after if the first quit. time? Um, <laughs> you know, because the first the first thing he tried for the filament didn't work, uh, yep. and and it's ridiculous. Like some. Something like, like he tried like ten thousand different things or something like that yep. through the course of his thing, and it was finally whatever you know the thing that he used for the filament that actually worked to create the yep. light bulb. Like he had so many failures <laughs> up until that point, uh, and just and, kept and, and kept going.
2: And look at that! And he succeeded. And again, he learned from. He never gave up. That was the main thing. Yeah, kept going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> on something that had never been done before and had never been proven. Uh, and he changes the world
2: (laughs) and you know the way i look at too, like if you never give up and you if you continue going like you'll you'll always succeed yeah it's it's when you it's when you give up and just quit everything because you made that one mistake that's when you're not going to go far
3: Mm mm-hmm yeah
2: right so like like my big yeah like I like. I enjoy. Believe it or not, like I enjoy making mistakes because I learn from those. Like I'm learning as we go. Yeah, yeah. You know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm not
2: saying I make mistakes all the time, but like (laughs) You know, I'm not going out there on the job to make mistakes so I can learn from it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just, uh, you just, you just look at it and go, well, that's one way not to do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
3: Just keep going. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what is your favorite thing about being uh, self-employed?
2: Ooh, favorite thing? Well, there's a lot of those, I would say. Um, I would say being your own boss is actually really nice. Yeah. Definitely being your own boss. Um, Having your own schedule um, helps a lot because, you know, um, I do, like, you know, I like to have I, I try not to work seven days a week. Six, to, like I, I work six days a week mostly. Okay, but it's nice to where I could like reschedule some things to have a couple days off or go on a vacation and stuff like that. Like I could plan my own scheduling. Yes, like say if I want to go away for two weeks, I don't have to fill out a form and put it into the boss. Like I can be like, okay, I'll reschedule some things and take those two weeks off. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. So you know, freedom. Freedom is one of them. Um, definitely. And yeah. And just, I would, I would just the freedom. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, it's really nice. Cause you're not having that one guy breathing down your neck, making sure all the jobs are, 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 are being done and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. being told what to do and, and it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, and you only got to do, all you got to do is just make your client happy. Yeah, and that's very easily done to do. You yeah. know, that's what I love doing is making sure my clients happy at all times.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've uh, uh, it's very similar for me. I have found one uh, situation though where that freedom and scheduling freedom um, have backfired on me, and that right. is. Uh, Every time I call my doctor and I want to make an appointment and the receptionist knows that I'm self-employed and she's like, we've got Tuesday at one in the afternoon available, but you're (laughs) self-employed so you can make that work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, ah, darn it. Darn it. (laughs) It's like, dang it, yeah, I really right. would have liked the, you know, an early morning appointment or something like that. To have exactly, there.
2: not right in the middle of the afternoon, yeah. one o'clock. So
1: and they're like, <laughs> she's like, you're the boss, you can make it work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm okay, like, sometimes my doctor's appointment, and they'll be like, oh yeah, we can only fit you in at like 2.30 this afternoon. And it's like, oh man, like I'm busy. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to be in that part of town around lunchtime so i'll do a couple lawns there and then go to my doctor's appointment and then come back and do some more lawns yeah yeah (laughs) so you know that is is nice too doing that yeah
1: yeah yeah you can work uh make it work however you need it to work um so yeah that's cool um in what ways do you market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip
2: yeah basically honestly all the marketing that i've done is honestly uh business cards um i make business cards every year and i usually spend about a couple weeks and i go out and i actually believe it or not i, I still go right to the door and i drop it off in the mailbox okay i still do the old school way um to me that's honestly the best way to do it is just going door to door and handing you know dropping your business card off okay um I use uh, Facebook. Um, I have a business page on Facebook and Instagram. That's my marketing too. And then also I have sign sign magnets on my truck. Okay, yeah. And believe it or not, um, the amount of people that I've had call me throughout the years, they've said, oh, I saw the magnet on your truck. I took a picture and then I called you. Okay. And I'm like, and they said, you know what, that's the perfect marketing that you have. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It is. It's simple. You're basically uh, like a you're you're driving around as a billboard, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You know, just with your your name and all that and information on the side. Yeah. So basically, those are my marketing. Like, I haven't spent a ton of money on like you know like huge ads or anything like that like this works for me perfectly and also it's a lot of word of mouth yeah yeah that a lot of my business comes through it's like oh hey sean this is so and so i got your number from so and so yeah and stuff like that so
1: and those are the know, best
2: they're, 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 honestly those 100 percent. those are the best ones word of mouth that's that's yeah. where you'll get like that's the best marketing right there yeah word of mouth
1: yeah because they're they're you know? already pre-sold they, yep. they know. Um, the quality of work that you 're doing they have a yep. recommendation from somebody that they trust um, yep. they already have poked around and know roughly you know what it 's going to cost uh, because yep. of that you know other similar uh, you know possibly similar property even if it 's not similar they can kind of judge you know okay what 's going to be this and and the person's so happy and stuff that it 's so easy to uh, they 're ready to sign up like it 's you know yep. <laughs> that sort of exactly. thing exactly yeah so those are those are really great uh, to go and- about it
2: you know it's yeah word of mouth it's like i had i i have a client out in Coquitlam that i was doing um her head streaming in her backyard she had a fairly big hedge and my first time in that neighborhood and i did her hedge and then next time she wanted me to come back three months later do her front hedge so i went there and i started doing her front hedge it was on a saturday morning and then next thing you know i had about eight people standing below my ladder area asking for business cards and be like, Hey, I live over here. I live over here in the same block. Yeah. yeah. able to come do the hedge. Like we've seen your work. We love your work. Like you do an amazing job. And sure enough, I picked up eight clients on that one Saturday in the same neighborhood.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's you know, amazing. Like,
2: it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, a lot of people say too. Well, why do you take so long to do this? It's, it's, it's like, you know what? I enjoy it. And I want to make sure my work is, is, is shown. And basically, especially when you're doing hedges, everyone looks at a yard and be like, wow, look at that hedge. Yeah. Right? And so basically, yeah. So yeah, word of mouth, that was one thing. And um, th- that's basically how I'm keeping my marketing. is just business cards, word of mouth, and just simple stuff. And mm-hmm. I have an enclosed trailer uh, that I'll have too. And obviously, I I'm probably this year, I'm probably just going to put like a simple you know, my, my name on it with my information and then just the stuff I do on it. Yeah. Cause that's another key thing is you have a big enclosed trailer, a white enclosed trailer. You put some marketing on there. Like it's a, it's a rolling billboard.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Great. for sure. Yeah. That's been, you know, a big key for mine too, with my trailer is yep. uh, just that marketing on there in it. Uh, yep. it stands out it's simple but the contrasting yep. colors and stuff you can see it from a mile away it's easy yep. to read it's not all cluttered and stuff and it nope. uh, it's uh, it's done uh, really well for me you mentioned uh, you know picking up clients on um yep. a saturday and stuff going through yep. a thing and i <laughs> i used to joke about that too i don't do as much now cuz my schedule is fairly full um, right. But when I was starting out, I would be, I was laughing. Cause I would be like, uh, purposely I would like, you know, do certain jobs on Saturdays so I could be in neighborhoods because I knew everybody was home on the Saturday and they're washing their cars (laughs) and all that stuff. And you'd go purposely go and top dress a lawn or something in that neighborhood. And then, you know, I'd get in the truck and I would just start driving slow when I was done the job, like through the neighborhood. I was like, like, watch this. Like, I'm like the ice cream man (laughs) for adults going through the neighborhood. Watch how many people come out into the middle of the road and flag me down. (laughs) 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 I was like, I almost need like music on like a thing playing, right? Here comes the uh, that landscape man <laughs> yeah stop me. No, it's
2: crazy because that one saturday like i was only supposed to be out there for about two hours and i ended up being out there from eight thirty a.m to about like to about five until it got dark
3: yeah yeah like
2: it ended up being a full on saturday and then i had to come back the following the next weekend and continue on with other clients that also picked me up also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, crazy.
1: Yeah. I um, I remember, um, like I said, I would do something like top dressing because I always seemed yep. to get people's attention. Um, yeah. And I'd have, like, the trailer full, and it would be, like, this black, just super awesome, like, composted soil. Um, and, you know, you'd be uh taking a shovel of it and all the steam would be coming off of it and stuff yep. and people would be just like so interested and like what is that what are you doing right and you'd be like oh I'm putting the thing it's got like full of nutrients and all stuff right and yep. the next thing you know you're doing like six or seven lawns uh in the neighborhood. is that right so I was like yeah hey, that's awesome um one of the most uh and I already know the answer to this. We kind of pre to it, but one of the most common questions I get in my business is what do I do in the winter time? So yeah. there's obviously a, a winter or off season for mowing in your business, seeing as you're local uh, to where I am. Yeah. Um, so what do you uh, mainly do in the winter?
2: Well, mainly do in the winter. I basically wait for snow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since I do, I, I, I do snow and rubble. Um, when it snows nice. um and then also what I al- also do is um you know I I repair fences okay um I build fences like i I, I have another part of my business that I'm slowly getting into and that I want to more focus on is more of the hardscaping okay um so actually this winter over I, I took a few courses to get certified in um, my ICPI um, paver installation course. Oh, nice. Um, I just finished taking the course, and now I'm going to be writing the exam um, probably in the next week or two. And also, I just finished my level one retaining wall installation too for corner
1: Awesome. So,
2: I did that over my spare time in the winter. And, um, you know, obviously, yes, yeah, downtime is nice too, but then, you know, you always get those calls. People are calling you, hey, are you able to you know, a fence broke. Are you able to repair a fence or, or, or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, in the winter, I become like a handyman, pretty much. Yes. Right. So, you know, you still got, you know, you still got some jobs coming in. You know, some income coming in, and stuff like that. And like, for an example, this year, like, I, I continued head training all the way to about almost Christmas Eve this year. Wow. Like, I, I went all the way through because it was obviously it wasn't a cold winter or anything
1: yeah it was pretty mild
2: so it was pretty mild so you know usually i have all my equipment like you know middle of november near the end of november everything's all winterized ready to be put in storage yeah yeah uh but this year everything stayed and it was like basically it was in, into the new year where i was winterizing everything and putting it away i was like man why am i doing this when Spring is just around the corner. Now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it so uh, mild uh, this uh, winter. I normally uh, park my uh, trailer in the back, uh, yep. but I have to drive over my front lawn to do it. Um, right. And uh, it was so mild, and I, I usually wait till like frost to be able to do it, but we didn't have any. Yep. Um, yeah, so this is the first start. year where I've I've left the trailer on the driveway hooked up to the truck, uh, and then wow. now it's like we're finally getting snow and frost, and it's like well now it's like we're a month away from starting. There's no point in putting, it, <laughs> putting it back there now. Um, I'm just going to take another quick break, and then uh, we'll get back into it right after this.
0: Hey, Lawn Care Nation! Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field how to spot red flags, and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to lawncarebusinesssuccessacademy.com.
1: Okay, so uh, what are your future plans or goals for the business?
2: Future plans or goals is to Obviously, as I mentioned, uh, just previously, I'm going to add another, um, more into hardscaping installs and stuff like that. Um, over the last couple of years, I've done that, Okay. but this year, this past year, I took on a few more jobs like paving stones and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, this is what I've, o- I've always enjoyed, you know, going to a yard. And when a client asks you, "Is like, I want to redo my whole entire yard, um, I, I, I love it when they mention that and then you go home and start designing something and then, you know, you're, you're, you start building it for them. So like my goal is to get into more designing and building into hardscaping. So okay. that's, that's, that's my plan. I, I, I no matter what, I'm going to keep the the lawn, you know, lawn maintenance, all that, I'm going to keep that too. Okay. Um, Cause obviously that's a great, um, the cash flow like money coming in every month and stuff like that right yes but definitely my goal is to take on you know i want to take like try to get two three or even four jobs a month of hardscaping jobs okay um that's definitely my goal for this year and obviously for the future is you know see i don't want to i don't want to make my business too big but i want to make it manageable where i have like four people working for me and just keep it like a small Small local company, family owned company. That's what I want to do.
1: Okay. Very cool. Right. Because,
2: you know, once you get into hiring, you know, 7, 8, 10, 20, 30 people, and you start getting into headaches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can
1: get, uh, it's a whole different level. Uh, you
2: start pulling out your hair. Yeah. <laughs> or losing it naturally. Or losing it naturally.
1: Yeah. Um, what is, uh, or have you had, a weirdest thing you've ever seen or has happened to you uh during business
2: like a we- the weirdest thing like yeah oh,
1: like a weird story like um there's to... there's so many that i have <laughs> of uh tra-
2: I, I can't think of it it's off my head right now okay yeah i, I just the, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good question. No yeah, asking really asked me that question. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've had some I've had some doozies. Uh, I've shared the one about the um uh the lady that I met um at a Home Depot once and she yeah. asked me to quote uh, her property and uh, she gave me her address and said her husband was home and this lady was yeah. like in her 40s and then um, right. i went to the house and knocked on the door and this like 90 something year old guy uh, comes uh, down the stairs uh, took a little while and he opens the door and i start to explain to him you're you're you mister or something it kind of shocked me that he was so much older than the the other yeah. lady and this house was like a mansion so i was like okay like <laughs> okay this is something's kind of funny here uh and then i started and when he came and opened the door he had the hand his hand on the door and his other hand was holding his pants and his fly was open and his belt was undone and uh I started telling him, like, oh, your wife sent me and stuff, and he was kind of looking at me, and his eyes were kind of glazed over. Then his eyes rolled to the back of his head, and he fell backwards and fainted. And, oh, no. And his pants fell down off his <laughs> oh. And I was like, "What the?" I started freaking out. Like, did this guy just die on me? <laughs> it's
3: like, geez, you're there to do a quote. Yeah. Yeah. Quote 9-1-1. yeah and I was like,
1: "What <laughs> the heck? Like, is going on?" And I'm like, "Sir," and I'm like, "Do I go into your house? Do I not go into your house? Like, what the heck?" He was like, "So." And then he kind of like came to, and I was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Do you want me to call an ambulance for you?" And he was like, "No, no, no." And I'm fine. I'm fine. I just uh, I was sleeping, and I you know I came got up too quickly and came down to answer the door and I had to, you know, I was sleeping. I had to put my pants on and stuff like that and, and got, uh, you know, I guess it was just too quick for him. Uh, and so I was like, well, that's right. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, go do the lawn or whatever and so i called his wife and i said yeah your husband i think he just fainted and stuff she's like oh my god thank you so much (laughs) and i was like he doesn't want me to call the ambulance and stuff and she's like okay i'm on my way back just you know thank you so much for calling me so i was like that was just a weird (laughs) Wow, <laughs> weird! Uh, uh, one of the weirdest uh, uh, stories that uh, I've had, but I've got a bunch of them like that. That I just over the years, just stuff happens that you're like, wow, that's just strange. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you know, I've you know, thinking about, it, I've had a few where a few clients of mine have given them me the address to the other properties and stuff like that, like rental properties. And okay, me the address, and I go there and I go and knock on the door, and then. They tell me that, oh, no, this is, uh, no, they don't own this house at all. Like, I'm the owner of this house. And so they completely give me wrong information. And here I am talking to strangers, to offering them, you know, saying, here, I'm here to cut the grass and do some weeding. They're like, um, no, we do that ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think they give you the wrong information. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's happened to me a few times over the years. And, you know. Uh, that 's why now I always make sure with my clients, are you sure this is the right address? Like, I always double check them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely I, you, right.
1: you wouldn't be you 'd be surprised how many times that people don 't know their actual address or can 't remember yeah. <laughs> you know the last couple of weeks i 've had uh skip the dishes come to my door at least four yeah. times. And knock and, and start to leave. And I open the door and I'm like, uh, "This I didn't order this. <laughs> right? and, yeah. and they're like, and they're like, you know, reciting my address. I'm like, that's my address, but I didn't order this and nobody here ordered this. Uh, and they're like, really? And so then they take it and they, you know, get on the phone and stuff. And then like two days later, it happened again. And then it happened again. Yep. And then it happened again. I'm like, this is like the fourth time nobody yep. here has ordered this.
2: <laughs> so, that happens a lot in my complex. Oh, it I does. I live in a co op, right? So. You know, when they leave the address and they just, they, they just put a unit number, but the, the guys get so lost in here that they just drop it off at a random door. Oh, okay. And then, you know, people open up their door. Like one of my neighbors will open up to their, I, there's, there's four white spot meals in the bag. Oh. And he was like, dude, it's been sitting here for an hour. Like I just opened up my door and this bag's been here forever. Yeah. And it was skipped the dishes and then they called them back and they're like, oh yeah, um, Nope, that was the right address, and then they hung up on them, and they're like, well, I'm going to give this to someone. Yeah, yeah. So basically, because our co-op, we have a Facebook page, so everyone can connect, so yeah. he put it on saying, hey, anybody ordered Skip the Dishes, Um, here's the order number, and then so someone in the complex actually had the order number and on said, hey, there's my dinner. Yeah, that's at your place. Yeah. You know, we've been waiting for two hours for our dinner, but clearly the guy dropped it off at your place.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's...
2: yeah, that, that, that happens quite a bit over here. Yeah, that's funny.
1: <laughs> My uh, son's high school—they had to actually put out a thing saying, "Stop sending Skip to Dishes to the office," because kids were like ordering their lunches for the- Skip, <laughs> and all these delivery drivers were coming with meals to the office to drop off. The- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> So, like, they no, know, they're
2: all in class and they're ordering their yeah. lunches and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're getting
1: overwhelmed with all these skip the dishes artists. they like, no more skip the dishes allowed. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what is one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see other people uh, that prevents other people from succeeding? So, this is something that you may see you know, another business or something, uh, you know, in the area and you see a clear mistake or something that they're doing that isn't working.
2: Well, um basically I've seen a few times I've seen a few companies or like self employed people, like, you know, they go and do a lawn but they um you know they don't clean up, they don't blow the grass, they yeah. blow everything onto the street. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just make a mess when they leave. Yeah. Right. And in, in my head, I'm like, that just that, that, that kind of ruins it for us, our reputation, too, because now I'm in that neighborhood and now people are going to watch me on what I do Yeah, and, and stuff like that. But no matter what, like when I do a property, I clean always from where they park on the street. Um, that whole area on the curbside yep. and I pull everything onto their property and clean up there. I don't pull anything onto the street. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the one thing, especially during leaf season yes. where I've seen a lot of people, companies do, they go to property and they pull everything onto the street and take off. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that to me is just, that. that's just. I, I don't like that because that just puts a bad rep out for us. Yeah. Uh, for, for our, you know, us business owners. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right.
1: That leaf and one, I, especially that's, that's one, oh. you know, a lot of times where they didn't quote for leaves, they forgot, they didn't yep. include it. And now they're, they don't know what to do. They don't want to go back to the yep. customer and increase the price and stuff. And so they just blew it yep. onto the street yep. and it's like, well, that's how you, you know, doing that. <clears throat>
2: yeah. And, you know, here in Vancouver, if you get caught blowing leaves onto the street, it's a ten thousand dollars fine. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and the amount of people that I still see doing it, it's insane. And I'm like, that, that like, where, where's the city guys now? You know, you you put this out on your page saying there's a ten thousand dollars fine, but people are doing it every week. Yeah, but you're not doing anything
1: about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, right. Yeah. That part, that's tough. Yeah. But it's amazing how many companies do that. Um, There's a neighborhood that I work in that um, there's a lot of landscapers that work in it. um, And uh, the parking's very limited. So when I do park, um, I can sometimes park in front of the client's house, but a lot of times I got to park across the street uh, in this uh, other person's house. And that person's always outside. They're always gardening and stuff. And um, so, You know, I park there and then I go do and she came to me once and she said, uh, you know, I just wanted to tell you that I've been watching you and you're the only landscaper that I see in this whole neighborhood that makes sure where he's parked and, you know, the property is doing like the curbs, everything's like spotless. You don't leave anything behind. Just everybody else that comes into this neighborhood, they just blow stuff onto the road. They, you know, leave a mess where they're parked and stuff like you're working on the property across the street and you're parking over here. And yet you're blowing this whole area where your truck is parked to make sure it's clean when you're, when you're leaving, there's no grass clippings and things falling off the trailer and things like that. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Like I just take pride in the community and working in the community and stuff like that and making sure it's all thing. And it can make a huge difference, even clients oh, that difference. you know not only your clients but other people are watching that as well um yep. and it uh you know can lead to uh, uh work and referrals and stuff uh in the future so um, yep. it's something to always keep in mind um
2: yeah definitely for sure because wherever i park too it's like if i have to park across the street or down the block or whatever the end, once i load everything up i leave my blower out and and i clean everything around my truck yeah and then and then i put everything away yeah right yep. That's, that's what I do,
1: yeah that's awesome, so if you were to start your lawn care business all over again, what is one thing that you would do differently now
2: one thing that I would do differently um huh wow that's actually a really interesting question
1: yeah is there anything you've learned uh, along the way in these last three years that
2: yeah uh, def well definitely quoting um, okay definitely um you know, not being being a nice guy, but not being a super nice guy on numbers. A
3: that pushover.
2: That's what, yeah. That's what really got me in my first year, like in the legit <laughs> business. Was you know, I was I was just trying to get out there, and yeah. I, I was giving low low prices. But then I realized that people were taking advantage of me. They wanted me to do this and do that, and then I wouldn't charge them for that. Yeah. And then that's the one thing I regret doing that I probably should have done mm-hmm. is. 'cause you know once you become Mr Mr. Nice guy, then they start telling all their friends and make you know how you're doing properties for like twenty bucks, like you know you're you you're not really doing any like making any money, you're just working for free, yes, yeah, right, so that's that's the one thing that I would uh definitely um definitely change if I were to start my business again, mm-hmm. okay, um is be really firm on my numbers. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's a tough
1: one in the beginning when you're first starting out, because like you said, you you're trying to get your name out and stuff. And it's always that, um, you know, time period in the business where you have more time than you have uh, clients and money. So you're yep. you're willing to be more flexible to fill that time and get things, but yep. as your business grows and you get more clients, then it starts to you know like a teeter totter going the other way, and you have yep. more clients and money than you do have the time available. So then you start you know getting more firm on your prices and more uh, you know start quoting higher and things like that because you have limited space left, and uh, it just yep. gives you that uh, that power to do that. So it's a tough one. Uh, it's hard to um, you know, you can say it to people just starting out over and over again, but there, you know, there's that bit of desperation when you're starting out to uh, get some clients and stuff that you kind of fall onto that. And it's a hard yeah. uh, lesson to learn that you're not actually making oh, yeah. money uh, when you do yeah. that. Um, but it's a hard one to get across to people um, until they, you know, make those mistakes themselves and pay their tuition uh, and, and, <laughs> and learn that. So, um
2: Another thing is, too, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you have your own business, you're going to become a millionaire. But it's like, dude, like, when you start your own business, like, sometimes you don't start making money until five years into your business. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, and it's, people just think, oh, you're self-employed, you can make tons of money. It's like, yeah, you can make good money, but there's a lot of headaches involved, too. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What is your uh, biggest frustration? about running a lawn care, a landscaping business?
2: Ooh, biggest frustration would be, uh, I would say dealing, when dealing with a lot of uh, clients and I would say people that want to lowball you, even though they know you do great work, they've seen you work, but yeah, they yeah. want to lowball you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, like, they just want you give them a number that your lowest number, and they 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 just want to keep bringing you down, and they want they basically want you to do the work for free.
1: Yeah, but they want you to do it at the same level and quality yeah, that they exactly that that attracted right. them to you in the first place.
2: And that's what frustrates me the most too, because it's like I you know I work hard for what I do. Like I'm out here every single day. I I do quality work. Like here's a here's a customer that wants to. You know, keep lowballing me and stuff like that. Like, you know, I I get a lot of phone calls of that too. Like, I give them a price, and they're like, "Oh, can you do half that price?" Yeah, and it's like, no, like I I can't do that. Yeah, like and that's what gets me the most because they just don't understand. They just they don't understand the quality or the hard work that we put in. They just don't want to pay for the work. Yes. that's what it is.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and that's
2: what I would say frustrates me the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yet again. That's, that's part of the business. It's going to be out there forever. Yep. Right? And the only way you could do it is, you know, try not to be... Try to be super nice, but not rude at the same time. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, you just want to give them that firm answer. Be like, I just don't even bother calling me anymore. Yeah, If yeah. you want a low-ball number or anything like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, what is uh, one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business?
2: Ooh, one thing
1: is oh, every, everybody um. thinks it's, you know, because it's a, it's a industry where you can have such a range from, you know, the kid after school pushing uh, yep. a lawnmower to full businesses and stuff that it's, it's easy to get into. Yep. It's a, a quick buck, that sort of thing. So what's, what, what would you say is the one thing that people don't realize it's
2: it's it's all the stuff behind the scenes yeah um you know all your paperwork that uh, that the, the insurance you pay every year your business insurance you got your truck made into your, like there's it's not just you're you're not just out there cutting grass or doing installations or all that you're, you gotta make sure all your equipment's running you gotta make sure all your invoices are up to date all your scheduling um you know and again getting like like, tax season two like doing all that stuff all the office stuff yeah right especially when you start getting legit right and where you know when your company's registered and gst number and everything like that yeah right um that's that's the one thing like people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes yes right they just think we go out there every morning to work all day and come home and just pack it up for the night it's like no you Go out for the day. You come home, then you start doing paperwork, and then you go to bed and repeat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But I've I've got to the point where I'm, you know, I, I try to do all of my paperwork for that week on that Friday <clears throat> or Saturday. That way, I have it done for the week, and then I send it off to my accountant. Okay. Because um, the way I was doing it before, it was just like I work all day, come home. Leave everything upstairs in my office until three weeks later. Next year, I got piles of papers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like receipts, and um, yeah, I'm behind on invoices. Um, you know, I'm behind on quotes, and it's like, geez, I'm like, that's the one thing that got me. And then, um, then I started realizing, okay, I got to start. You know, I got to start scheduling my stuff. You know, uh, for office stuff, I got to you know make sure everything's organized because when it's not organized. That's when you get into a lot of trouble and that's when you start losing your hair or pulling out your hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here you are with all these stacks of papers trying to figure out numbers and you know, marking everything down in your logbook or on your software and it's ten o'clock at night and it's just like geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the stuff that's behind the scenes that people don't realise. Okay. You know, that's that's the one thing too that's like in every business too. Like a lot of people think, oh, look at this big company here. Like, look at these guys. Look at these guys go. But then they don't realize like what's behind, what goes on behind the scenes. Like, what the team. If 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 you have a team there, like you got to organize that team. Or if you have a shop, then you have a mechanic or whatever. Then you got to organize that mechanic. You know, what truck has an issue here? Like, say if you have like ten trucks and you got two shop, two trucks in the shop. You know, you got to realize what's going on with these trucks. Okay, what crew is going to go out with this truck? Like, there's a lot of yeah behind the scenes. Yeah. I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So down to the last two questions. Uh, So this next one is uh, another one of my favorites. And it's uh, basically share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. But I want you to come at this from the point of view that uh, the person asking is somebody that you know, uh, and that you like and that you only want to see the best for. So if somebody like that came up to you and said, Hey, Sean, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care or landscaping business, what's your best Piece of advice for me.
2: Oh, best piece of advice I would say. You know what? You're, doing you're making a good decision if you want to make this a full time thing. Is you got to be if you're willing to go out there and grind and hustle and get the work, then go for it. Because there's tons of work out there, but the work doesn't come to you. You got to go to the work. Yep. Yeah. right and that's that, that's that's the one thing i go from is like you know there's tons of work out there right but the work will never walk towards you yeah you always gotta go get that work yeah like it's you know it's sitting there waiting for you so basically just walk over there and boom you'll get the job yeah, that's yeah. All you got gonna do yeah right as long as you're gonna put in the effort and time into it then you'll you'll be successful
1: yeah that's uh
2: right it's that's that's the one thing.
1: Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. It uh, reminds me of uh, something I heard, I think, on another podcast. Uh, I think it was actually part of their intro. Uh, and it right. was uh, something that said, you know, God provides everything uh, that the birds need to survive, uh, including food. But he doesn't put it in yep. their nest. They have to right. go out and get it. <laughs> yep. So, Boom. Boom. Yeah. So, um, uh, last question, super simple one. How can people follow you online?
2: Oh, just follow me at Sean B. Landscaping on Instagram. Okay. And then um, my Facebook business page is Sean's Landscaping and Lawn Care. Awesome. So, so it's you know, very simple.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll put that in the uh, podcast show notes. Uh, and uh, thank you uh, very much for uh, taking the time uh, and coming on to the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
2: Hey, thank you for reaching out to me and asking me if I wanted to do an interview. I was actually very stoked when you messaged me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because hey, I've listened to your podcast. I'm like, I wonder if one of these days he'll message me and ask me if I want to get into you. Yeah, yeah. Interviewed, uh, 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 you interviewed Will there from Baker View Landscaping.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right?
2: And and then I was like, "Oh, what if he's gonna message me?"
1: Yeah, I've done. Uh,
2: enough, you did. Yeah, I've been
1: uh, <laughs> trying to uh, do a lot of the local guys too. Uh, it's yep. been fun uh, talking to local guys, and uh, I've talked to you. Uh, you approached me at uh, our dealer demo day uh and introduced yourself and then told me that you uh either listen to the podcast or watch the videos or something that it's helped you and stuff so um yeah we kind of had a a little bit of a conversation there and uh uh spent a a good time a bit of time there at the show and uh talking and stuff so uh, yeah i enjoyed our conversation so it was uh, definitely person on the list that i wanted to uh get to so yeah i really uh, enjoyed our conversation today and uh, again thank you for coming on
2: That was awesome. And another thing I would like to do is us local guys is eventually when this COVID thing settles down is all of us could get together and, you know, sort of just chit chat and have coffee and and, and do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's That's, that's one of the things I've been wanting to do, but because of COVID, you know, we...
1: Yeah, it have kind of uh, got, a, kinda got uh, the, the year, uh, everything turned upside down on its ear. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully, this will uh, be the, you know, towards the end of this year. Hopefully, uh, by next uh, winter, uh, that'll be something that uh, will be uh, possible to do again. And, yes, uh,
2: definitely. And
1: go. So, yeah. So, thanks again for coming on.
2: Yes. Thank you very much. Awesome. Bye.
1: So uh, there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this uh, value-packed uh, interview uh, episode with Sean Bredner from uh, Sean's Landscaping and Lawn Care. Uh, again, I want to thank Sean for uh, coming on to the show. I really do appreciate that. I'll leave links in the podcast show notes to Sean's um, uh, Instagram uh, as well as uh, the Facebook uh, that he talked about. Uh, so be sure uh, to check that out. Uh, so that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now